Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. It is very cold here in the land of 10,000 lakes where I live, the good old state of Minnesota. <laughs> it was only just a couple of weeks ago I was saying, oh, the weather is so great this winter and we're kind of in a odd winter. We're enjoying warmer weather for Minnesota. And technically, in all honesty, to be fair, we really are. I mean, it is currently well below zero and it has been well below zero, like double digits below zero, uh, factoring in the wind, the wind factor. That is something that we Minnesotans factor in when it comes to winter temperatures. But And it has been that way for, um, you know, a few days now, but all in all, it's been pretty good. It's been a, it's been a pretty good winter here in Minnesota. So I'm okay. And I'm not going to do a whole lot of complaining, even though I had to make a trip to the post office this morning to mail out some books, a couple or a few people. Uh, ordered some books off of my website, which I'm always just so honored. That just means so much to me. So if you are one of those people, thank you. Thank you for your support. Uh, and I, I pray over every single book, every single resource that I mail and put out. So if you are a recipient of one of those, uh, just know that I've prayed for you before I drop that in the mail. But anyway, I was coming back from the post office and there was a sun dog in in the sky as I was driving home. And so that is a that is a Minnesota thing for sure in really cold winters. So you know it's cold when there's a sun dog in the sky. It was beautiful. I actually snapped a picture of it. But anyway, so let's get into our conversation this week. The title of this episode, as you already saw, is Occupy the Land. Last year in 2023, I launched a new arm of She Rises called Women on the Wall. It's a prayer movement that was birthed in me some time ago, and last fall was finally the time to launch it into the world. Can I just say that timing is everything? God's perfect time is the right time. Sometimes I think that we can rush ahead of God. You know, he places this dream on the inside of us. And if you're anything like me, I mean, I'm talking about myself here. I've learned this the hard way. It's all over but the shouting. <laughs> I am a risk taker. I have a pioneer spirit in me. So when God speaks something to me, gives me a vision for something, I, you know, I just like, I dive right in. So I've had to learn over the years to just pray into it. Sometimes it's an immediate thing. And sometimes God is saying, I, I want to further develop this in you. I want you to wait. There's something else that needs to be put in place first, whatever the, whatever the case is. But I had been carrying that prayer movement in my heart for quite a while. And then last fall, I was able to finally launch it out into the world. Um, 
uh, I'll share the link to that episode that I go into detail about my heart for women on the wall in the show notes, or you can simply scroll back through recent episodes and find it. It's really not that all that far back, but the title of that episode is Women on the Wall. I wanted to start this week's episode with that because there's a message in my heart I'm going to share this week, and I already know some won't find it super fun or maybe warm and fuzzy, but stay with me. Would you promise me, will you just stay with me? Because it's it's encouraging and it will help to embolden you in your faith. It is more on a serious note, and I've definitely felt the weight of it, but man, can I humbly encourage you to stick with me. Don't turn me off. Women on the Wall is about taking our post as watchmen who can discern the times. And like it says of the sons of Issachar, they knew what to do. A watchman was someone who stood on top of a wall and their one responsibility was to stay awake and alert to the landscape. If they saw an impending danger, they immediately reported it to the people so they could prepare. A watchman is someone who sees. They see and report what is being seen. We had a women on the wall prayer meeting just this past Sunday afternoon, and I shared what I believe the Lord is speaking to us as his people, the church, the global church in 2024. Things like there will continue to be shaking and shifting. Anything that hasn't been built on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ will be shaken. And we're already seeing that Jesus is coming back for a pure, spotless and blameless church. Please hear me. We serve a shake less kingdom. We serve, I'll repeat that, we serve a shake-less kingdom. There may be some shaking in the world and even in the church, but our God is not shaken, nor will he ever be. And that is some really great news. So I told you, if you hung with me, it's going to be good and it will help just feed and fuel your faith and embolden you. So hang tight. There's more. His heart for you and me is that we are awake and alert, like watchmen on the wall, but not alarmed. Those are different things. Those are two separate things. Being awake, being alert is different than being alarmed and being panicked and gripped and paralyzed by fear. That we observe the shaking as watchmen. You know, we, we can see it, we can observe it, but the shaking doesn't shake us. Why? Because we are not of this world. We're in this world, but we are not of this world. And we serve a shake-less kingdom. We serve a shake-less God. I keep hearing the word consecrate, which means to set oneself apart. I believe the Lord is calling his people back to holiness and righteousness. We've become passive in some areas, and I've had to do some self-reflection in my own life, if I'm going to be honest, because here's the thing. Anybody that the Lord speaks to in a prophetic way before before that person shares it with the body of Christ or even, you know, a, a group of people, God is working that out in them first. It isn't like we are somehow exempt from from doing some some reflection and and shoring some things up in our 
own lives and going before the Lord and asking him to search us and search our hearts and see if there would be any unrighteousness, any unclean way on the inside of me. And so this is for me too. I I have been sitting with the Lord with the things that I'm sharing in this episode. And so I'm not talking at anybody. I'm sharing a little bit of some things that God has been speaking to me, but it's not just for everybody else. It's for me too. He's been saying about this consecrating and setting ourselves apart, doing some self-reflection really is what he has been saying to a lot of people. Really, you've been kind of hearing it through the voices of reputable spokespeople for the Lord getting our houses in order. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean to get our house in order? Does that mean that we start building bunkers in the backyard because bombs are going to start going going off? No, that is not what I'm saying. Somebody else might be saying that, but that is not what I am saying. And I do not believe that that is what God is is saying. He's personally not showed that to me or spoken that to me. I do know people that are doing that, however, but that is not what we are focused on in this episode. And I do not believe that when God has spoken to me about the church, we people of faith, men and women alike need to get our houses in order. He is not referring to that. Instead, these are the things that he's been showing me that that means when he says be prepared. Get yourself readied. Get your house in order. Number one, is there any unrepentant or hidden sin in me, in my life? Number two, are there any areas of compromise? Number three, are there priorities that are out of alignment? Number four, are the ways I spend my time and resources acceptable to him? And number five, are my choices of entertainment acceptable to him? Ouch, right? I mean, that kind of gets up in our stuff, right? It, it gets, gets pretty close. I mean, it, it really, if we allow it and we lean into it, that is some deep heart work there. That is some surrendering of our hearts and allowing the Holy Spirit to do a spiritual tune-up, if you will, to check and see, are there any of these things, even one of them in our lives that we need to address and come up higher in, even one of them is is necessary for us to give some attention, some attention to and go before the Lord, right? Even, I mean, even if you just had one out of the five, let's get our houses in order. Are there any unrepentant or hidden sins God knows it all. He sees it all. And we we need to be people who are guarding our hearts and keeping our hearts always in a repentive state and a, a repentive condition, humble before the Lord. Are there any areas of compromise? I mean, man, you know, we can be, oh, wow, we can easily slip into that. Things that maybe we used to feel deeply convicted by, we used to have really strong convictions by, and we knew that they were right. They weren't legalism. That's something different. That's not what we're talking about here, but things that that we knew were biblical and knew that were were right and, and holy, and that was something that God wanted us to do. And yet, for whatever reason, we started to compromise in those areas or priorities out of alignment. I mean, I don't know. I I know that some people think I'm old fashioned or a little outdated, but 
I, I'm deeply concerned that we, we might be people who are paying too much attention and giving too much time to Netflix Netflix and binge watching television programs than we are to opening up our Bibles and reading our Bibles. We we have all of this time to, you know, watch two, three, and four hours of television, and yet we have to hurry up and shut our alarms off in the morning and scurry out the door to get to work because I have a lot of work to do and we haven't even cracked open our Bible. We'll maybe read a scripture verse, we got one minute to read a scripture verse, and yet we can sit and, you know, watch two and three and four hours of, of television. That's um, an out of alignment there of priorities. And I know, I know I said earlier, <laughs> disclaimer, that this this is not warm and fuzzy, but I, I really feel so deeply convicted that this is God's heart, that he is He's wanting us to get our houses in order. He's wanting us to take a look at these things. And is there some some things that need to change? Are there some, some things that are out of alignment in our lives? And if so, this is the time, this is the time to address it. This is the time for us to out of our out of our own free will humble ourselves before the Lord in repentance and ask him to forgive us that we've allowed these things into our lives and then turn from that and you know make better choices and realign things and reprioritize things. Um, what about the ways that we spend our time and our resources, the choices of entertainment? Wow. And let me tell you something, <laughs> it's really difficult to watch, or, or I should say difficult to find good entertainment anymore, good movies, good television programs that aren't full of bedroom scenes or swearing and um, using the Lord's name in vain, all those types of things. And I, again, I just feel so deeply convicted in these different areas. And so I'm just pl placing this before you, before the listening community, because I want to be obedient to what the Lord is speaking to my heart. I believe that he is about to, spiritually speaking, walk amongst us, <laughs> and it's time for us to lower ourselves in humility, humble ourselves, and do some spiritual maintenance and see if there's some changes that quite possibly need to be made and not be passive about it. I think that that, that is the thing. Like we can go through these five, these five areas of getting our houses in order, in order and we can nod our heads and we can say, yep, yep, that's true. I agree with that. I can see that too. Yep. I, I can believe that that is what God is saying. And yeah, if I'm honest, I, I think that I can see those things are are in my life that need to need to be tweaked and there needs to be some adjustments, some changes made, or maybe even just one of them. And then we don't go any further, right? We don't put we don't put any action to the words that are coming out of our mouth. And I think that I I'm reminded of the scripture verse in the Bible that says that we're not to just be hearers of the word, but we are to be doers of the word. Well, if God reveals something to us, 
then he's showing us for a reason, not to condemn us, not to create shame or anything like that, but because he sees that it's having an effect on our lives. It's probably having an effect on our on our relationships, on our family. It's having an effect on our relationship with him. And, and, and so it's spilling out and it's affecting different areas of our lives and God doesn't want that for us. And so then it's up to us when he's revealing these things things to us to take it the next step and then implement some changes. We we have a role and God has a role. We can't do his and he's not going to do ours. And I don't know about you, but I feel so deeply convicted in this hour to get my house in order that I I'm just determined that I'm going to I'm going to sit with the Lord and I'm going to ask him to do an examination. Uh spiritual um, examination, uh, spiritual background (laughs) check in, in my life and see, are there any of these areas that I need to change? I need to uh, implement some, some adjustments, some change. Are there some areas that I need to repent of? Um, Show me those things because I want to come before him with a humble heart and begin to make those changes and not be living in the consequences of unchanged behaviors or unchanged things that I've been allowing in my life. So anyway, one of the other things I'm concerned about is that there is so much focus on how the world is changing and is so far removed from godly values, which is all very true. If you've been here on the podcast for any length of time, or even if you part of my life and and we spend time together, you have heard that I am deeply concerned about these things too. It is a part of the conversations that I'm having because as a watchman on the wall, as a woman on the wall, I can see, right? Where I can see what is happening. We see the landscape. I am awake and I am alert. I'm not sleeping. But when our entire focus is on those things, it is easy to lose focus on what God is doing. He isn't passively sitting back. He is always at work. I'm thinking about the psalmist David and in one of his in one of his psalms he he invites us to come and magnify the Lord with me. You know, I think that that is so good and it really helps us to stay on the horse if you will, not fall off on one side where oh my goodness like we're just doomsday people or on the other side of the horse where you know, okay, sarah, sarah, life is good and there's nothing to be worried about, nothing to be concerned about. Both of those are equally uh, unwise and unhealthy. We need to be people who are well-balanced and staying on the horse. But when David says, come and magnify the Lord with me, I think that sometimes we have had, spiritually speaking, our magnifying glass on things in the world, and we're making them so much bigger that they're kind of overshadowing what God is doing in the world. And for some of us, we need to, spiritually speaking, move our magnifying glass, tilt it upward, and begin to magnify God again. That And to remember that he is greater, that he is more powerful, he's bigger than anything else that's going on in the world. There are a lot of great and big things that are changing in the world, and they are concerning. Faith isn't denying 
reality. I'm not denying that. But you know what? We cannot be distracted by placing our magnifying glass on these things. And that's all that's all we're focused on. That's all we're talking about. That's all we're reading about. That's all we're listening about. And we forget that God is still at work. God is still doing things. And I just a, a shameless plug. If you scroll back in uh, in recent episodes, I did an episode on this very topic of telling time in the spirit. I kind of unpacked this in a in a really great way um not to boast about myself but i think that it's very easy to wrap your faith around and i actually got a lot of feedback by that that they appreciated how well balanced that was so you might want to take a look at that and uh, spend some time listening to that if that is something that lands well with you but listen people are getting saved making first time decisions for jesus Others are returning to him after walking away. Prodigals are returning. Sisters in Christ, hear me. Prodigals are returning. People are being filled with the Holy Spirit. God is touching people and some are receiving healing in their physical bodies. Miracles are taking place. I say these things because it's important, again, to remember that God is still God and he remains faithful to his nature. And all of those things that I just listed are all of things that he is about, that his heart and his will is about. I want to sort of turn the corner here a little bit, somewhat, not not completely, but uh, just a little bit and refer to Matthew's gospel, chapter 25. It's the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Uh, I'm just going to read just a few verses here. So uh, just hang with me here and I'm going to unpack this and share what I believe the Lord is speaking to us in regard to occupying the land. So starting in Matthew 25, verse 1, Then the kingdom of heaven, this is Jesus speaking, shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Hmm. Doesn't that (laughs) kind of set things up a little bit? Verse 3, Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Verse 6, And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Can I just interject something here? This is telling us that that verse there, verse 9, go and buy for yourselves. That is telling us that we are each responsible for our own faith. We are each responsible for our own relationship with the Lord. We are each responsible for how close we are to God. We are each responsible for that. No one is getting it, getting into heaven on the coattails of someone else. It, it just doesn't work like that. Uh, continuing on verse 10. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Verse 13. 
Watch, this is Jesus speaking, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. He's referring to himself in his return, his, his return to the earth. That's what that whole parable is, is speaking about. But verse five stood out to me. And it, and uh, just to remind you, it says this, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Here's why that stood out to me. The words slumbering spirit have been stirring in me for a few months now. And I believe that's the passivity that God has been speaking to me about in this hour and that he is wanting us to be awakened in our faith, to be awakened. You know, we talk about, we talk about revival all the time and we talk about revival, revival, revival. We want revival. Number one, we forget to seek the reviver more than the revival. Come on, somebody. I mean, right? I mean, let's be honest, right? Um, are we seeking the reviver more than the revival? Ooh, there's a heart check there. There's something that we that we need to ooh, ask the Lord. Ooh, am I am I out of alignment here? And do I need to seek you more? Am I seeking the revival more than I'm seeking you? In other words, am I seeking your hand more than I'm seeking your face? Ooh, Lord, show me if that's me and bring conviction to me so that I can repent of that. Number two, this passivity that God has been speaking about, this revival that we are yearning for, that we're hungry for, I'm yearning for, I'm hungry for, it is breaking out in different areas of not only here in the States, but across the, across the world. The, the fastest growing church right now is Iran. Yeah, uh, they're they're an underground church, of course, but it's the fastest growing church right now. But you know, revival it starts with uh with the individual. It starts with me. It starts with you. Revival starts with the individual, with the individual's heart, the posture of our heart, our faith needing to be awakened. And revival always comes on a bent knee and a wet eye. What does that mean? It comes with humility, bent knee, and it comes through repentance, a tearful eye. Yeah, so powerful. We may not know when Jesus is returning. No one does, but we are called to live ready, to live prepared, live with our wicks trimmed and oil in our lamps, to watch and to watch in preparedness. And this is where occupying the land comes in. We may know Jesus is re is returning soon, but that doesn't give us permission to wait passively. Occupying the land means we remain faithful to keeping our hands to the plow and advancing the kingdom, announcing the sound of heaven upon the earth, reaching the lost, praying for the sick, casting demons out, loving our neighbor, pushing back the darkness, standing up for righteousness and truth, and quite frankly, living faithful lives, not fearful lives, right? That's who we're called to be, living faithful lives, not fearful lives. We need to follow Jesus's example and be about the Father's business. What has God called you to? Occupy until he comes. Where has God placed you? Occupy until he comes. What has God gifted you with? Occupy until he comes. Who has God placed in your sphere of influence? Occupy until he comes. Man, <laughs> we need to occupy. 
we need to we we need to occupy the land. We need to occupy until Jesus returns. We need to be people who are about the Father's business in this hour, watching in preparedness and readiness, getting our houses in order. As I'm wrapping up this week's episode, I just feel so so impressed to share just a shameless plug about the She Rises Women's Conference coming up May 17th and 18th. Uh, and just this, the the theme, the heartbeat of God that he's just shared with me from Isaiah chapter 60 and verse one, arise, shine for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Listen, I I can hear the roar of the lion of Judah on the inside of me. I've heard it before, but somehow the sound is different in this hour. And I know the burden on my heart to see the church step into the fullness of her identity is of him. I know that he's placed that in me. We are called to lead the charge. I believe the Lord is calling us as his warrior bride to remember who we are. It is time for us to fulfill Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1, to arise, to shine, because the glory of the Lord is upon us. And ladies, my sister in Christ, this is who you are, his warrior bride, his warrior bride for such a time as this. You have been created for this moment in time. There is a reason why God has you on the earth right now for such a time as this. This is our moment in time. Man, we we couldn't have asked for a better time to be alive on the face of the planet. And God is not done with you. The world is waiting. The body of Christ is waiting for you to arise, to shine, knowing that the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And for us to link arms and push back the darkness and to take our stand and to understand and see that we have been positioned in Christ, seated in heavenly places with him. Come on. Come on, somebody. I mean, I just, I am praying that that will just awaken us, awaken us to understand that our identity in Christ is a warrior bride for Christ, seated in heavenly places. And this is our hour on the planet to push back the darkness, to be, to be the light, to be the hands and the feet of Christ in this world. We are glory carriers. We are image bearers. We are light bearers in this world. That's who you are. You are a glory carrier. You are an image bearer of, of, of God in this world. You are the fragrance of Christ in, in a world that is dark and does not know the Lord. That's who you are. That's what the Bible says. I'm not just trying to puff you up and make you feel good. These are things that are pulled straight from scripture. There is scripture support to that. These are parts of your identity. It is who you are. Oh man, I hope that you, that you will set aside May 17th and the 18th to join us at the She Rises Women's Conference. I, I've said it before, but I wholeheartedly believe it. And I bear, I believe that it bears repeating because I, I'm just so deeply moved and convinced that this is going to be a marking of one's life type of weekend. 
where you're going to be able to look back and you're going to say, you know what? God met me on that weekend in a really powerful way. I encountered him in a really powerful way and it marked me and it forever changed the trajectory of my life. I'm pursuing the things of God because of how he met me at that weekend. I was set free from whatever, you know, fill in the blank because he met me so powerful at that weekend. God spoke to me prophetically, gave me a word of knowledge, um, set me free from, from things at that weekend because he met with me so powerful. I believe that you're going to have a testimony that is going to have a far reaching impact into the lives in your sphere of influence because of how God met with you on that weekend. So we have a seat saved for you. Visit the link in the show notes for all of the details, including how to get your tickets. Uh, there's hotel information. It's going to be a fantastic weekend underneath an open heaven. Uh, so anyway, see you there. I believe that this uh, that this episode is going to help embolden you in your faith. And so reach out and let me know what your thoughts are and what spoke to you, what your takeaways are. I love when I get to hear from you. So take care and I will catch you right back here next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you right back here. Same place, same time next week.